You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. To the mind of the meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the mind of the meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? I am so full of Halloween. You are a variable uh, uh, jack-o'-lantern over there. Not that those are ever full of <laughs> Halloween candy, but... Uh, very blue jack-o'-lantern. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, I, it always throws me off. I see people with the, uh, you know, the jack-o'-lantern. It's always orange, but like when I see another color, it throws me off. And yesterday, I saw a blue jack-o'-lantern. Like the, the candy bucket that looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. And I was like, man, I should probably grab that. But I didn't. And here we are. <laughs> um, I love the fact that this is our, we're recording this on a Saturday. So this is, we're here with our, our Patreon members. Shout out to everybody at patreon.com slash mind of the What up? Uh, so it is the 30th of October as we record this. And this will be airing on November 1st. So happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you had a great Halloween. A theater of the mind. Yep. Am I really full of candy? No. Maybe. But by the time this comes out, I will be. <laughs> so I thought you were actually already full of candy because. Oh no! Okay, I'm I'm still. Oh, you're just working a gimmick, <laughs> yes, and I'm and I'm I'm breaking kayfabe. That's pretty much what's happening. Uh, <laughs> but that's the honesty we have with our fan base, you know. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a work. It's a work. We it's work. We were uh, uh, so our neighborhood for the second year in a row is doing this, um, and I think they're still doing trick or treating, but. Uh, they're doing, they used to do like a parade thing in the neighborhood and now with still with COVID kind of, you know, and especially with the kids and all, um, yeah. we have a thing now where we set up a table at the end of the driveway. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon or something. Everybody gets to just walk around the neighborhood and grab a bag of candy and it's kind of the honor system thing. And, um, Ooh, a piece of candy. Yep. And, uh, so we were, we were, uh, stuffing some bags last night, uh, myself and, and the missus. Uh, not to get too is that the, what the kids call? Is that what the kids call it now? <laughs> yep, I was, uh, I was stuffing the old bag last night, and uh, <laughs> um, but no, so we we're just putting candy in there, and so I am, uh, I am trying desperately to get myself back in some form of a shape. Uh, so I am just passing on all the Halloween candy that's coming by, and my wife is uh. just like. It's funny because, like, I never have time to work out, so I'm, like, strict on my diet. 
and my wife works out like crazy. So she'll just be like, ooh, Halloween candy. Let me eat this. And I'm like, this isn't right. Something needs to change here. Um, but uh, apparently the answer is work out and you can eat more. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were so, – so that's where I was thinking you were going with it, like you, the Halloween candies in the house. So now you're – because that's usually how I am every year. It's like that Halloween candy, we fill up a bowl of Halloween candy – and there's almost nothing left by the time it, the trick or treaters come. The shame of the shame of where I live is like we barely get kids down our street. Yeah, like we're we're like off to the side, so like everybody goes down the main street near near us. Uh, okay, so it's like it's, it's it's like every year we would have candy and be out in the front step waiting. You've seen them passing down, like, you know, the the, uh, the other street, and you're like, ah, shit, maybe, should we go to the corner? Uh, <laughs> and then you're like, nah, yeah, I'll just eat this myself. Yeah. Dude, the best would be uh, when my mom lived with us, you know, before she went, stayed with my sister, because my sister took, like, way better care of her <laughs> than I could. Uh, we'd go, hey, Ma, here's a bunch of candy to give out if you want. Oh, okay. And... Son of a bitch, you turn out the light, you know, just be like, <laughs> strategically keep the candy all to herself. I was like, oh, my, uh, weird. You still have so much candy left. Yeah, nobody came. Why is it dark in here? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I just turned it out. She fucking work me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to but figure yeah, out. I love Halloween. I love Halloween. Oh, it's the best. Halloween is, I, I really think that this is the best. I saw my kids the other day. I'm like, man, I'm like, this is, this is daddy's favorite time of year. Like I just, and they're like, why? And I'm like, well, let me break it down for you because break it down. Yeah. So, uh, degenerate into something. No, uh, so I, uh, yeah, my birthday is September 28th. So I, you know, even though now I'm a grown up and my birthday is not really much of anything, I still have that feeling of like, oh, this is an exciting time, you know, because yeah. of growing <laughs> up going, oh, it's my birthday time. So I'm still, and it's fine. You know, it's the one day I don't have to like get up with the kids or anything like that. You know, I'm allowed to sleep. Yeah. I'm allowed to sleep really late until about do seven. Do they bring you, uh, do they bring you breakfast in bed? Like, daddy. No, but they don't bother me in bed, which is nice. Um, because other days it'll be like, okay, we need to, uh, you know, oh, I want to watch a show in bed. And it's like, well, it's six o'clock in the morning. All right. Just get into bed. Cause I don't want to argue with you. And, uh, they you know, so, but, like, this year, I just took my kids to school anyway, and the morning I got up, I'm like, well, they're going to be gone at school, like, I might as well just see them off in the morning and stuff, so I didn't do anything for my birthday, but my point is, you then head into, right after my birthday, I always, with the day after my birthday, I'd put up all the Halloween decorations, so, you've got Halloween, and then when Halloween's done, it's a, it's an easy transition you know, you're swapping skulls for turkeys, you know, but a lot of the <laughs> yeah. decor is still the same. So you can kind of keep it because we're in our household. We do like tons of like inside and outside decor. Um, it's just thankfully I met somebody who shares a love for that. Um, and I like it because it helps you like know where what season it is, you know, like it. it I, yeah, I like having that decor. But then, you know, right after that, man, we, we go after after Thanksgiving it's right into, uh, you know, in my house at least, it's Hanukkah and Christmas. So, 
you know, it's double a, duty. It's a nice split. If you're, I'm Jewish, my wife is not. So the whole house is decorated for Christmas. Giant tree, garland, beautiful stuff everywhere. And we got one nice little table that has a menorah <laughs> and like a little, like a Jewish star. It is so imbalanced, but that's what else you're going to do. You know, I've got a little mensch on a bench that sits there. Um, that's, <laughs> I, you know, it is what it is. So, um, but that's it. And then it all builds up. It all culminates. New Year's Eve, where you reflect on the year before you, and uh, and the year that is uh, that is is yet to come, and then it's New Year's Day, and then everything sucks. It's it just does. fucking cold, and you're like, "All right, let's get to spring it's already." It's nothing to live for. Yep. You know, between January and April, it's like, yeah, ugh, you're just waiting to to warm up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. All the all the snow looks gray. It's covered in dog shit. Yep. <laughs> where everything leading up to New Year's Day is, is joyous yeah. and happy and woohoo. That's just like wah wah, you know. It really, and is. that it, it's like that episode. Yeah, it's like that you know part of every behind the music where and then things went bad. January second, <laughs> and everything goes. It, it it gets like zoomed in and turns black and white in slow motion. Yep. Yeah, and they do that that do that X ray effect yeah. where you know Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what it's X ray, yeah. X ray. Yeah. <laughs> and then the snow became depressing. Yeah. Oh. It is. Yeah. It it was fun when I was a kid and it could get me out of school, but now it just oh yeah. my back is like my back is like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing the other day, uh that uh the old stepdad Adam Bernard shared. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's like a, a, a cookie and it says, you are what you eat. I don't remember eating anxiety and back problems, but okay. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, man, that is, uh, that is just, uh, so being an adult <laughs> that it, that's it. Yeah. Know? Dude, when I was a kid, nothing, yeah, every- nothing bothered me. Didn't care. Like, you know, yeah. I went through phases. I, I, you know, I know you went through like different phases, different times of your life. But I went through phases where I was either like a short fuse, real hot headed, anything could piss me off. Or yeah. then when Same I got here. a little bit older, I became like nothing could piss me off. I just did not care. Like, I was just. Oh, like, I'm at that stage my, now. Got my shit to do, and now the things that bother me are like things that like never would have bothered me before. But now it bothers me like, Oh man, it looks like there's going to be a lot of rain. <sighs> I'm going to have to leave five minutes early to take the kids to school. Where's the umbrella? Like it's stuff like that. Like back in the day, I'd be like, I'll just go get wet or be late. I don't, you know, like <laughs> things just change. Yeah. I'm at the point where if somebody says, you know, contradicts me, I'm just like, all right. Yeah. You went. Whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You win. Here's your fucking cookie. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Two and two is 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 five. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You win. You know. Yep. Stop talking to me. Um. <laughs> uh. Hey. So I want to show something on the screen right now for all, all our Patreon members. Um. Which uh, you know, if you're not a member of Patreon.com/slash Mind of the Meanie, the one you're missing out on is the ability to see our gorgeous faces. Oh. One face I'm going to show you right now. Bring These this eyebrows. Up, was just sent to me. This is James Sorensen. 
He is ready. And let's see if we can zoom this out a bit. There we go. So that we can show the reveal of him nice. dressed as me for Halloween. He is rocking the So Says Chernoff signed tie that I sent him. Looking good. Uh, Very cool. Nice ad-free shows uh, Windbreaker. But, break Winder. But, yeah. Well, that that's the mind of the meanie break Winder. <laughs> this is what he has. <laughs> and then this is the uh, ad-free shows Windbreaker. Um, so a couple of things, James. Because I think it's it's time to critique. Number one. <laughs> I mean, the tie is on point. Tie is on point. Loving, oh, yeah. Loving the fact that you took the suit and you took it one step further because you're you're wearing a three piece, so you've got the vest, which I almost never wear a vest because I just didn't buy them with the suit. So that's why I love the I love the look of it. I actually really do, but I'm also trying to show off the tie more, so you know the vest isn't necessary. But I love it. It's fantastic. The glasses I'm going to give you a pass on because you need to see. You know, medicinal. Just because I have uh, chosen not to go to the eye doctor in a very, very long time uh, and like to squint when I read my teleprompter and stuff, uh, I'm giving you a pass <laughs> on that. But there are two things missing. One, it looks as though you've shaved your head, which that's okay. You can claim that you're you know, going as Josh Chernoff from, I want to say, the summer of 2019 when I shaved my head. Uh, not a great choice for me. Um, oh, or uh, in 2020 when I shaved my head again and, like, really shaved it. Again, you look way better than I did. Uh, so, again, I'll give it a pass because it's a hairstyle I've had before. But the beard, man, there's no beard. Yeah. And again, look, I had a shaved head with no beard in 2019. I shaved the head and I had no beard. So you could be going as 2019 Josh Chernoff, and I, I support that. I respect that. But what I'd like to see is I'd like you to take a trip to maybe Spirit Halloween. Just You can find it wherever. <laughs> Just think of any department store that went out of business. Spirit Halloween's there now. Go in. <clears throat> grab yourself a little pencil. I want to see that beard on there. I want, I want, uh, I want chin strap. You know. So, uh, but no, man, you look great. You look, you look great, and I am uh, beyond flattered, James, that you would dress as me two years in a row. Uh, James says he, I can't grow a beard. Um, and uh, RJ says even got the hairline right. Just kidding, Josh. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do I look like a man without a? a Without a prominent hairline? Ex excuse me. It might not be quite as thick as it once was. But uh excuse me and I think fuck you. I think this is a pretty pretty decent Solid. hairline. I don't have the uh, widow's peak that I had in high school. Oof. Back in the day. I gotta tell you, when yeah, when you're when you're lo you start losing your hair, that was not something I was sad to see go. <laughs> the widow's peak. <laughs> Um, and it was really weird. I had one hair that like just held on for like 10 years when the rest yeah. of the widow's peak had disappeared. There was like one that was still there and I like lost it recently. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, uh, it, no man, it looks great. Uh, I want to say while we're talking about beards though, oh, check the DMS yeah. again. He says, what is happening? Oh, James? Jesus Christ. You're so bossy. 
Oh man! All right, he's got a he's got a headset on in this picture. There we go. Awesome, digging it, man. Oh, and oh, he's got property of the Pod Squad signed shirt. He had me sign that at a what was it? Uh, uh, Top Guy Weekend. So nice, very cool. Um, but speaking of beards, Meanie. You know, I mentioned the chin strap thing. Now, I've got the mustache. you got a little one coming in there, which I know how you feel about that, so you're obviously depressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you got a bit of the chin strap, but you've got something yeah. I've never been able to pull off, and that is that so. luscious, nice, long, Jim the Anvil, Neidhart-esque beard. Yeah. It is looking good. And my question for you, Meanie, is uh, what's your <clears throat> secret? Bless you. What is your secret? <laughs> hey, uh... As some of you may or may not know, I have my own line of beard care products through the fine folks at madcatbeardcare.com. Um, there's a guy who, who runs that named Josh Thornton. Really cool dude. Uh, really a charitable guy. Uh, what he likes to do is he uh, takes feral cats, you know, wild cats, uh, takes them to the vet. Get some taken care of and all that stuff. So that's where the the Mad Cat Beard Care comes in. And he, in order to help take care of these cats, he started. He launched his own beard care line. And uh, me, no, having such a uh, a beard for most of my life, more than half my life now, uh, he approached me. He was like, "Hey man, you want to do it?" And I was like, "Absolutely." So he sent me a bunch of. Um, a bunch of uh, samples. That's the word I was looking for. And then uh, I, I chose one. And uh, I'm proud to say that through madcatbeardcare.com, Mad I have the Blue Spruce Beard Care, which is really cool, man. Uh, he really hooked me up. Uh, he sent me over a little beard comb, you know, that I could brush through my, 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 my beard so I could get my... That's, you know, speaking of wood, you know, peaks, I get my little point down here. Yep. Uh, got the oil, which smells really good. Uh, and there's just like a little bit of a balm too. You can put through the beard and stuff like that. And, uh, every day I can leave my house knowing that like I get shape and shape my beard really nice and have a, have a really good smell to it. Because, you know, if you don't take care of your beard, it gets a little stinky. Well, also you know? the, uh. The fact, well, twofold, two things here. One, the fact that you don't prefer a mustache, you might not notice that smell as much. I feel like somebody with a mustache yeah. will instantly notice if, if their beard's getting a little smelly. But the other thing is a complaint that you've had over the last year or so, wearing the masks, which I know you support and, and yes. do, when you have a beard like yours, man, that mask, I know they make some random masks now that like shape all the way down, which is actually kind of cool. And maybe, maybe we yeah. should get you one, but, uh, but it's nice <laughs> to know that you now have this thing that you can, after wearing a mask all day and crushing your beard, you can take care of it for when you're not wearing the yeah. mask. You can go in there and you can, you can, uh, you can take care people, you know, they sleep on the idea of taking care of their beard. But they'll go make sure yeah. their hair looks good. They'll put product in their hair. They'll, you know, dude, your beard, it's hair. And it's a very different kind of hair than on the top yes. of your head. So you got to care for it in a special way. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah, but no, man, it's looking good. So where, so, uh, where can they go again for this? Uh, go uh, support the fine folks at madcatbeardcare.com. Go there. 
and he, and I'm not the only wrestler he works with. There's plenty of other wrestlers there, like Fala Ba's got one. Delirious has a line. Uh, but if come come by the uh, the Blue Meanie, the Blue Spruce Beard Care Beard Oil. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, use the promo code Meanie, save fifteen percent oh. on the the Blue Spruce. And hey, you know what? Even if you don't have a beard, uh, you might have a friend who does. Christmas is coming up. It'd be a great gift for somebody. And all the proceeds go to, you know, taking care of cats. You know, I'm not pulling a royalty from this. I'm, I'm just helping support a cause. So that's awesome. All man. the money go, all the money goes towards, you know, taking care of the cats. I'm a cat guy, you know, even though, the, you know, they hate me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think most kids and cats are like that, you yeah, know, but uh, no, no, cat, no, cats that's are what good, a relationship man. with cat, uh, cats are all about, right? You, yeah, you, uh, love them unconditionally, and they tolerate you and allow you to live yeah. in their home. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to, if you, if you're a cat guy, or you know somebody who uh, loves cats, or it's a great, it's a great humani- humanitarian thing, or cat. What's the cat version of humanitarian? Felinitarian. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's going to a good yeah, cause. Be a felinitarian. And, uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm proud to be a, a, a part of this. And, uh, you know, and if you're listening uh, and if you don't have a beard, you don't know anybody with a beard, share the link. You know, uh, yeah. it's all for a good cause. So madcatbeardcare.com. Promo code Meanie. Save yourself 15%. I think that's awesome, man. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm a big cat guy. Um I, I wasn't always, but then I, you know, I got to have some friends who had cats and I was like, ah, you know what? They ain't hurt nobody. Nope. <laughs> you know, just, you know, I, I rather, you know, have be around a cat and then they just, you, you just put the food, there's the box and they take care of themselves. You know, yep. it's just like, whereas a dog, you're like, ah, oh, I gotta go have a walk the dog. Well, that's what we, but, uh, we've talked about a lot. Cause we, we had a, uh, we had a cat. My, my wife had this cat for uh, almost 17 years. And so I had her for about seven and a half years. And uh, she was awesome. She's just such a cool cat. And she ended up having like kidney issues and stuff. And so it was rough at, at the end. We would go to visit my family in Florida and we would take her with us. And she would, you know, because we had to give her medication every day. So we'd take her with. Uh, and she was just awesome. She was a very, like the most vocal cat I've ever had. <laughs> like, she just would come in and like, they talk to you. Um, yeah. But, uh, but back before she had any of the kidney problems or something, like we went on our honeymoon, we made sure she had extra food. We made sure she had extra litter boxes set up because we were living in California at the time. We didn't have anybody who could come in and check on her. We looked at yeah. her and we said, she's going to be stressed out enough that we're not here. Why do we need to put her in a, like, you know, we don't want to put her somewhere else. Like dogs will go somewhere else. You know, you'll, 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 put them in like a, a place for a week and they have the best time. They're so happy. Cats aren't like that. So we left her. We had cameras set up in the house. So on our honeymoon, we could like check in. And I swear that cat just sat in the same spot on the bed <laughs> for an entire week that we were on our honeymoon. We came back. She's good to go. She didn't overeat. She's not like a dog. She didn't overeat. Ate whenever she wanted to. Used the litter box. That was it. It's fine. Yeah. Cats are so, you know, so we've talked about now my kids want a pet and we want them to have a pet. I grew up with tons of pets. I really yeah. want to get a dog. But the reality is 
we've got these kids now. We, you know, one of them's still in, in diapers. And we're just like, man, like he's not sleeping through the night still after a year and a quarter. And we're just like, we can't be getting up and potty training, you know, this or not potty training, uh, uh, you know, training this, this puppy. So maybe we might end up just getting a cat. You know, we had talked about doing it for the holidays and then I think we forgot. Now I just brought it up. So oh God, um, <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, well, like George cool. Carlin says, like like George Carlin said, when you buy a pet, you're buying a minor tragedy. Yep. Yep. So I was like, uh, you know, I I had a dog growing up named Sammy, and fortunately, we had to put Sammy down. And I was just like, you know, I can't go through that again. The the emotion of making that decision, where you you want to take care of him, but it's it was the humane thing to do, you know, just because he was suffering. So I was just like, oh, man, I can't do that again. But, like, you know, uh, like, again, like George Carlin says, you can go over somebody somebody else's house and uh, just rent their pet. Yep. (laughs) You know, you go, you know, pet their dog, and for that moment, he's your dog, (laughs) you know. Well, that's, you know, my my mom uh, and her husband, they got, uh, so they they adopted a, a dog, she was three years old at the time. She's probably around six or seven at this point. And then there was another one that was like really old, was a friend of theirs, uh, passed away. And they, when he went into the hospital, they, his like only concern was, will somebody just take care, you know, and cause they didn't know he was, he was going in for surgery and, uh, and had complications and everything. But his only concern in this world was this dog, uh, the sweetest little thing. And she's like 12 years old. So now my mom, who like wasn't even sure she wanted to get another dog because the dog that was like the the one we got when I was a senior in high school, he passed a couple of years ago. My mom was like, I think, you know, I'm done. And then she like missed having a dog because she'd always had one. Well, now she's back with like another uh, elderly dog that like, you know, this dog only has a few years left. And, but man, this dog is so cool. It's a, and my kids will cut, my kids love this dog so much. So I'm like looking at it going, all right, well, like you said, like that, you know, the George Carlin thing, th- this tragedy is coming. My kids are all like, yeah. oh yeah, they, you know, we've got dogs at grandma's house. And it's like, all right. And then I look at it and I go, well, who's, you know, they need, I told my mom, I was like, you need to stop at this point because, you know, you, you're in your late 60s. Your husband's in his early 70s. And I said, after these dogs, you can't get another one because then there's the chance that one of us is going to have to take this dog. <laughs> like, it's, you know, <laughs> like you can't, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you can if you're, uh, you know, in your late 70s and you're going to get a dog. A guy, yeah. I hope they're all living into their 90s and stuff, but, you know. I feel like we should have a say on on who this dog is, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that that's one thing. I mean, it sounds cruel. That's one thing you don't want to inherit, you know. Just yeah, you know, it, it, it's one thing. You know, you you already got like three kids, you know, with three ba- you know kids you love, and and just to uh, you know have to bring on the extra responsibility. It's just like, oh man. We, uh, like I said, you're buying a, you're bringing in a, a minor tragedy. Yeah, RJ here. Um, let's see now. This thing's expanded, which we didn't want. There we go. RJ says, uh, 
I also feel you, Meanie. The pug I have currently is my last through the heartbreak of having had to have had to put uh, several down through the years. It's tough, man. It's tough. But you got to look at it and go, here's how I look at it. Unless you're a breeder, yeah. this animal's getting born either way. It isn't like you're choosing to bring it into the world. So the way I look at it is this animal's getting born, and this animal's, they're going to be born, and they're going to die. So the choice is, are you willing to be the one to give them the best life possible? You know, that's where it All is. Right. Like this, this animal is going, one day is going to get old and die anyway. But you can control whether or not you give them a great life. Um, oh, absolutely. Travis says, cats are the best. I finally got photo prints yesterday for Voodoo's picture box with his ashes in it. I remember Travis had, I remember Travis's cat because it looked a lot like like my cat that passed away. Um, and yeah, man, that's, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. I and mean, this is a very depressing show now. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but it, it, it it's, look, man, it's part of life, you know? Yeah. Um, the circle of life. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of death and sadness, so Halloween is upon us. Uh, yeah. No, so we got so we have Halloween happened yesterday, tomorrow, and uh, we're oh, Meanie's showing off the guns. Hello, yeah. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah. Um, Wearing the tank top while I still can, you know. Yeah, it's uh, dude. Last night we finally put the heat on in the house. <laughs> my my wife was like, she's like, I'm not putting the heat on. I'm not putting. There's no reason to put the heat on. No reason to put the heat on. And then she goes and and. Figures out, uh, you know that uh, that my son's room was like getting really cold. Like his room's colder than ours. And she's like, I think we need to turn the heat on. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm like, No, nah, that's what I want to do at two in the morning. Thanks, because you know the first time you turn the heat on for the season, you can't just like turn the thermostat. I had to come downstairs. I had to switch over like the dehumidifier crap and like all that. Like you know. So yeah. I like, come downstairs, and I'm in my office like 2 in the morning. I'm like, why am I here? What the hell? Did, how did I get here? So, hey, shout out to Vanessa. Um, I just want to say yes. Vanessa is our uh, uh, one of our higher-up Patreon members here uh, who is here with us, but only because she might have blown out her right kneecap uh, and got oh. sent home from work. So that sucks. We're happy to have you here, but... Uh, Man. Which was under better circumstances. Yeah, as uh, as the road dog once said to Triple H when he tore his quad, heal your wheel, bro. <laughs> um, I don't know why I never forgot that. He came out on uh, uh, TNA, and he's just like, hey, heal your wheel, bro. I'm like, man, what a <laughs> what a comment. But, yeah, Vanessa, I uh, hope, hope you're all right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, madcatbeercare.com. Yeah, go to madcat <laughs> promo uh, pro, promo code mini 15%. So, all right, so there's one thing we need to talk about on this show. Yes, uh, yes, Ring of Honor. Man, what what's happening? What's going on? Uh, what are your opinions? And can I ask you because I keep feeling like I missed something. Because I read the press release, I read the Meltzer pontification, I read all that stuff. Right. People are on social media mourning 
the company. Right. Thanking them for all they did and all, you know. MLW shut down for like a year during the pandemic and came back stronger. Uh, WCW back in the day was planned to go dark for a while and come back when Bischoff was going to buy it. Uh, And then obviously we know how that went. This is not, you know, I had a a indie promotion that we shut down, you know, and brought back (laughs) and everything. And nobody cared when it was there. No one cared when it wasn't. But Uh, for 3PW, we did not run July because the building was so damn hot. (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is, so Ring of Honor, everybody is treating it like, you know, it's like a hashtag thank you ROH. Like, Like, they, here's the thing. You can say, oh, well, they're going to come back and they're going to be something totally different than they ever were. Well, dude, they are unrecognizable as it is now to what they were back in the you know summer of punk days. Like, it's a, it's a different company. And they've, they have not been firing on all cylinders since the Bucks and Cody left. Um, right. the talent has been top-notch. Um, creative, I, I've had no complaints. But they just haven't been there. There, maybe it's the fan base in general just hasn't been there. So what they're doing is they're making a strategic uh, move as a company, and they're pretty much just starting over. They're closing their doors for a little bit. They've already announced when they're coming back. So that's why, like, I I don't. So yeah, I want your opinion. First of all, your opinion on the, on what they're doing, your feelings on it. But also, am I missing an aspect of this of why everyone's mourning? Ring of Honor, as opposed to just going, oh, man, I can't wait till they come back. It's going to be great. Is it because they released everybody? They're coming back as ROH 2.0. Splash some (laughs) paint on that shit. Yeah, make it like an 80s video. (laughs) Uh, Dude, it's like uh, they announced they were shutting down, and they're coming back in April. Yeah. Okay, and I was like one of those guys, like, okay, this doesn't sound too crazy. Mm-hmm. It sounds responsible. In the meantime, they're going to allow the wrestlers to go make a living. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, given the fact that, you know, during the whole pandemic, they didn't fire anybody. They kept paying people. Yep. And then when they came back, you know, they're running shows without fans. They were doing you know, uh, really good stuff with, you know, testing and mm-hmm. the ROH bubble and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, like most of the shows, you know, like when, you know, Raw had no fans, uh, AEW had no fans. It was kind of hard to watch. You know, at first you watch it because it's interesting, you know. What would it be like with no fans? Oh, it's like, Wrestling school practice, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no, there's no fans. It's there, like, remember, know? remember that indie promotion I mentioned earlier that I ran. That was it. That's why yeah. I didn't see the big deal. I was like, everyone's doing it with no fans. I'm like, you're just, all you're doing is recycling our gimmick. Yeah. You know, back to the indies, <laughs> but like, uh, and uh shout out to Mike Johnson. He has a really good interview with, uh, ROH COO Joe Koff on pwinsider.com. Uh, and, uh, Basically, Joe Koff was taken by surprise with it as well. Apparently, I guess Ring of uh, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, yes. and and they have taken on other 
outside ventures and it's become like a little bit of a financial crunch. So they just want to kind of, from what I understand, they're shutting down, reassessing, come back, and then, you know, come back in April. But, you know, uh, there's another thing where, like, where, okay, you're coming back in April. When do you start, you know, uh, announcing or promoting the show coming back in April? Uh, You've let all your talent go from contracts. Do you... Book them like a like it's an indie show for okay. Come back April something something. You'll be ready. Do you? But then, but what then? Then again, what if what if they you know book this and the talent they've released find other bookings you know that weekend? It's which this. is an issue that you know uh, one one of our our uh, uh, Patreon members right here, John Rogers, um, Lucha Lichoso, uh said. Uh, a couple of things here, actually. It seems, though, the parent company doesn't want to pump the money it needs. Uh, that's true. And Sinclair, Sinclair is a wonderful company if you don't Google them. Um, so, <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, I, I felt like that for a long time. Like They are not putting, they the money that that company has, they're not putting it into Ring of Honor the way that they should. Uh, the way that the right. talent and the creative and the, the crew there deserves. Um, just my opinion. I, you know, obviously, I'm not looking at their books. Uh, but he also said ROH took a big loss in New York after the Elite left. Uh, the Hammerstein was sold out, standing room only. When the Elite left, there were tons of empty seats. And that is true. I was there at the Hammerstein for the Elite's last, you know, for the Bucks and Cody's last uh, show there. Uh, technically, mm-hmm. the last show was the next night in Philly, and I was there for that as well. But I can tell you already in Philly, man, they didn't hold a candle to what MLW was doing in Philly. Um, right. As far as, you know, the crowds and everything. And it was, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I think, um, I think that this restructuring, as you said, Joe Coff kind of caught him off guard. Um, and maybe I should, uh, maybe I should sit down with Joe Coff at some point. What do you think? Maybe, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll see if, if he'll do that. Uh, he went to school with one of my mom's friends. That doesn't matter. Um, so, but, uh, I think, um, I think the company, the parent company doesn't really know what they want to do with it, like with ring of honor. And, and so that brings the next question. Should they sell ring of honor? The rumor going around is that they're trying to sell their tape library to the highest bidder. Yeah. So here's the thing to me, I don't think they're coming back. Well, when, once you hear they're selling the tape library, what's the what's the reason of keep, keeping it as Ring of Honor? Right, unless know? their game plan is not to keep it as Ring of Honor, and their game plan is to completely reimagine this what this wrestling company under Sinclair is, and then they go, "The hell do we need this tape library?" Which to me is so short sighted, right? Because that sounds much more like a company that is saying, I want to wipe my hands clean of this and have nothing to do with it. Because why would you get rid of the tape library? You're talking about, for, forget even WWE, AEW now, who you know is going to want one day to have their own network or their own something or another. Uh, Tony Khan's yeah. already alluded to it before. Um, but like, if they want to do a, a, a special on CM Punk or on Brian Danielson, 
or on a plethora of other people on the roster, like those people are ring of honor. Yeah. You know, they, they could show such like, so to me, I almost feel like they stand to make more money long-term by renting out that footage, you know, like, like selling bits and pieces unless you're just trying to get out. And if you're just trying to get out, then it makes sense what they're doing. Sell the tape library to try to make up for the money lost during the pandemic where you kept everybody on payroll. Yeah. But it's, I I mean, I look at it and I go, like you said, what's going to happen if the talent is uh, bought up? And that's kind of what happened when they sold, when they did the uh, Madison Square Garden show. They booked Madison Square Garden and that thing sold out in like a second. And by the time you got there, Cody and the Bucks were gone. Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I, to me, it looks more like like they're going to just sell the company. And really all they are is a tape library. Because think about it. Who, yeah. Who's buying? We, nobody wants their ring. You know, <laughs> nobody wants their, like, I, for, for what? Like, it's, realistically speaking, someone buys the tape library, you could probably just be like, hey, listen, if you want to add an extra 10 grand in, we'll give you all the turnbuckle pads and, uh, and all the boards and our lighting rig. You know, like it, yeah. it's, which I'm sure all that stuff's rented anyway. Most of the stuff, not the ring, but the, the, you know, the screens and the lights. I don't know that they own it or if they're renting it or whatever the case is, but what Tony Khan's going to go, you know what? This is a steal. Thank you. I really, I really could use a ring. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I, I think to me, I would love to see them it's sell it to, uh, to Anthem. And kind of yeah. maybe get like a nice impact Ring of Honor crossover type thing. Maybe you know have those two separate brands both under Anthem, and we can have like a Ring of Honor Impact feud thing going on. Maybe yeah. you know maybe maybe Ring of Honor and Impact can combine and invade uh, AEW, and they can call it like let's say like the Alliance, right? Of these two yeah. promotions, and it'll be called the Alliance. And they'll just invade, and then you can put Tony Khan can like run. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the alliance that'll work. Um, that that never failed before. Um, yeah. So gotta love invasion a- angles. Uh, <laughs> but uh, seriously, um, yeah, it, it's confusing and it's sad. Uh, just to think, you know. Uh, it's weird just being at the age where you can see a company be born mm-hmm. and be there when it's, you know, no longer there. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I'm curious to see what happens with it. Uh, but I got to tell you, now that we're talking about it out loud, I don't think it's coming back. If they're selling that tape library. And they're going yeah, to the highest bidder. That, Dude, I wish I could have bought the WCW tape library. If I knew what that was going for, my God. I mean, WWE would have just beaten me anyway. But I would have tried to get everybody I knew together to raise money to buy <laughs> that tape library. Like we're we're having a beef and beer for the yeah. WWE library. <laughs> we're raising three million dollars. Yeah. yeah, fucking even Jericho was like, man, I could have probably raised the funds. Yeah, to get the, I mean, like I didn't have the money, the but realistically speaking, there are a lot of talent that had it. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, if you have that much money, why buy a company? Just start your own. Yeah, pretty much. And that's how you know 
you know, most companies are, are started, you know, you get some guy who wants to sell somebody their indie company. You're like, why would I buy your indie company? Why could I just start one? Yep. So, but when, when it comes to ring of honor, it, it's, it's sad just to, to watch the reactions. Yeah. You know, I've been through it with the ECW thing, you know, where, you know, Paul walks out on raw with the ECW hat on and you're like, Oh, okay. But yeah. do you think that this is the, like, are, does this feel like ECW closing its doors? Because ECW wasn't like, did they say like, oh, we'll be back? Well, Paul was always like, I'm shopping. I'm in California shopping. It to, and the, thing, the truth is, he he was one deal away from keeping it alive. Yeah. You know? It just took one company to go, okay, we want wrestling. And then, yeah, you know, when, when it was on the Nashville network, it just it had no support at all. And it was still their top rated programming, you know? Imagine if they had, you know, pumped some advertising dollars into the company and pumped provided an advertising per- dollar. Yeah. <laughs> they did nothing. Nothing. They promoted that fucking rollerball or roller jam uh, way more than yep. ECW, you know, product. But here we are. And, uh, you know, if it, you know, I think if they sell that tape li- library, that'll be an official death knell of ring of honor, which sucks. So what was really interesting uh, was I saw that it was like the library from like 2012 on or something like that. So who owns the early library? Is it still, I don't know. know. I I know it was RF video, but I thought that he sold everything and they quietly. No clue. Took him out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No clue on that. But yeah, just, um, yeah, that's weird. I didn't know that there was some from t- 2012 on. That's what I heard. I mean, Meltzer said it, so it's true. Um, oh, yeah. And things change. Um, yeah. Dude, can we talk about your uh, birthday message to Meltzer? <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, go to Meanie's yeah. Twitter, at BlueMeanieBWO, and check out some of his tweets that he did where he wished a happy birthday to D- Dave Meltzer. And just the... The response within it was just really, uh, it was really enjoyable to read. <laughs> Which uh, I'm, I'm not blocked. Amazingly, I was like, uh, "Happy birthday, Dave! Uh, you may be turning sixty, but you still look eighteen to forty-nine. <laughs> and uh, it got a good response from a lot of people, yeah. uh, out, out loud and privately. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not blocked well, hopefully because da- you didn't say something about something negative about Japanese wrestling. Well, actually, I didn't yeah. say anything negative about Japanese wrestling. I said that he would only respond to you if you said something negative about Japanese wrestling. I didn't yeah. even say anything negative. Dude, uh, before I sent that fucking tweet, I was almost going to put through a, a Google Translate fil- filter and tweet it to him in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Oh God! I I I I was on Google. I was like, uh, "Let me do English to Japanese and run it through." And I I, I had to copy. I did. I just didn't paste it. Man, <laughs> Man he would have seen a tweet I, from you come through in Japanese, and those stonewashed jeans would have just man. They would have tightened up real quick. <laughs> Oh man, wow. I should have done. I should have did it. But, I'm, well, oh, well, you know, yeah. hopefully he'll have another birthday next year. <laughs> But uh, that's I get. I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> so I said, hopefully, he'll have another birthday. You know. Yeah. Um, man, 
Now his face doesn't look great lately. No, I don't know. No. I don't know what's going on with him, but he was like on MLW bleeding on his face. Yeah, what was that all about? Yeah, I don't, it's like just put some makeup on. <sighs> yeah, put put a put some tissue on that. If yeah, you well, was it, yeah, shaving, was this yeah. a shaving incident? Was it a, a there's, p- a there's plenty of paper on the there's pl- plenty of paper on the floor you can pick up and <laughs> put on that thing. <laughs> oh man, you know this yeah. is why like so. It's little things like that that I've I've missed doing. So says Chernoff during our little hiatus. Uh, by the yeah. way, Ring of Honor just stealing my gimmick. That's it. Yay! So says Chernoff did our last show in May, and we'll be back with the Sherney Awards in December uh, next month. As you're listening to this, um, so yeah, Meltzer, crazy. Uh, clear some space on your shelf because I feel like you've got one or two or five Sherney Awards headed your way. So, That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. He was on the uh, latest Dark Side of the Ring for the uh, steroid trial. Yes. Which I will say, looking at, seeing him in all of his hair sitting next to Vince McMahon on Donahue. Yeah. That was something else. That was... Uh, I remember when that aired. It was so bizarre. Meltzer <laughs> did have one line in there that really caught me. Just caught me off guard. Um, where it was right after the point where he uh, didn't realize how many years he where he's like, yeah, 49 years, 49, 50, 50, 50 years. He's doing 50 years. And it's like, have you really? Did you forget? Like, I feel like that would have yeah. been a celebration. Um, also, it raises <laughs> questions. Uh, when did Dave Meltzer start The Observer? Was he nine years old? Right. Because, and I'm, and maybe he was. Maybe for all I know, he was doing that. Now, I'm pretty sure he was not. I'm pretty sure he was doing, uh, like, in college age, writing for, like, sports things or whatever. Or doing, you know. But I'm pretty sure, now that I'm thinking about it, and this didn't strike me before, but Dave Meltzer referred to himself as being 50 years uh, writing for the wrestling business. Yet he just celebrated his 60th birthday. Right. So he would have been 59 when he was recording that. So are we to say that that man began his... All right, we're going to do a deep dive into his Wikipedia. (laughs) Because... That means I could have started started my wrestling career when I was wrestling my teddy bears in my living room. Yeah, I yeah I started my my uh my career as a booker with my fig fed that I had going on with my Hasbro's. Uh, fig fed. Dave Meltzer Wikipedia. All right, all right. So according to Wikipedia, oh, so wait a minute. First of all, the man's sixty two. Just turned sixty two. Yeah, things change. All right. Thanks, James. Thanks, so let's James. say he was 61 when they recorded this thing. And he says that he was in it for 50 years. So he would have been 11, according to him. Right? Yeah. Yes. He was born October 24th, 1959. So that would have been, okay. he would have been 11 in 1970. Right? Yeah. It claims that from 1971 to present, he he was doing this so he was active which 
So wait a minute. All right. So since 1983, he's been the publisher and editor of Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Okay. Right. Let's get into his early life here, doing this deep dive. It's not too long. Um, Meltzer was born in New York City and lived in upstate New York. I feel like I'm doing a, uh, this is like a Conrad episode. Uh, Upstate New York until he was 10 before his family settled in San Jose, California. Meltzer earned a journalism degree from San Jose State University and started out as a sports writer for the Wichita Falls Times Record News and the Turlock Journal. He demonstrated an interest in professional wrestling and a journalistic approach to it early in life. He wrote several wrestling-related publications that predated the Wrestling Observer, dating back to 1971. The most notable of these was the California Wrestling Report, circa 1973-74, which reported on the still-existent NWA territories operating out of Los Angeles and San Francisco. Meltzer comes from a Jewish background. Okay, I don't know what that has anything to do with the rest of it, but... um, Yeah. uh, So... Apparently, Dave Meltzer has been writing since he was 11 years old. Mm. Cool. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know that his uh, quality of writing has uh, gotten better. Especially if you have a degree. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't claim to have a degree when I do so says Chernoff. I don't have a, some journalist degree. I don't have a degree From in the, satire. Uh, the Sherney College of uh, Wrestling <laughs> Literature. Um, man, well, that's interesting. Hey, Meltzer's been around a long time. Doesn't explain why his face <laughs> was bleeding. But the line no. that he said on Dark Side of the Ring was, and this is a guy who is a, a wordsmith. Um, he referred to, instead of saying... Um, on Hulk Hogan's, I don't know how else he would have said it, but he said that wrestling exploded on Hogan's back. <laughs> and that just struck me as just, there has to be a better way to say that. Yeah. Um, so in the 80s, Brother. wrestling exploded on Hogan's back. And in the uh, in the two thousand in, in the two thousand tens, I think Hogan exploded on Bubba Love Sponge's uh, wife's back. So, oh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we not know about that? Is not is that not out there? <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I, I don't shouldn't know. Have if, ate that lunch, what's brother. That? I shouldn't have had that lunch, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Cramping. Oh, uh, is that? Did he say that in the thing? Some about he shouldn't have ate such a big lunch or something like that. Oh man, Ugh. God! If you know what, listen, I don't care who you're married to. Uh, how could she not be into dirty talk like that? Yeah. Or you want to do? Well, you, it's a good thing you're not swimming, brother. <laughs> it's it's a good thing you're not swimming, Terry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I had a big lunch. I don't know if the uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to handle this. Oh, I just uh, just came from the shitter. I dropped a uh, dropped a 24 inch python. Um, man, Hulk Hogan. Uh, uh, do you ever hear back from uh, 
uh, what were some of those bands that were uh, that were courting him to play bass? Oh yeah, Metallica. Yeah, Metallica. Uh, you ever hear back? Um, what was the playing? other band? It wasn't Limp Biscuit, was it? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> no, because Limp Biscuit, I think he was like Hollywood Hogan <laughs> during that time period. Yeah. Um, guy likes to brag about things that he almost did. Yeah. You know, even I've, though I've, even if it's not true, I've gotten to interview him three times. And the guy is uh, Rolling Stones, Travis says. Rolling Stones was the other one that was waiting. Gotcha. Thank you. Um, In interviewing him, I will say, I don't think he really intends to lie. I think he just thinks these things are true. Like, I don't know if it's, if we're talking CTE, if we're talking, you know, I don't know what it is, but he just says things and you're just like, ah, you probably shouldn't say that. But like he told this whole story about like the wolf pack where he like came in with like these boots that said wolf pack on them to the NWO. And he's like, oh, we're going to be the wolf pack and we're going to be, you know, and back in the day he wanted to be Hollywood Hulk Hogan in, in uh, WWE and he wanted to be go by the name Triple H and. It was a whole, like, he tells these things, and you're like, I feel like there's, like, a grain of reality to some of this, but the version yeah. of the story is not right. Um, right. Anyway. it's He's giving himself secondhand information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I was talking to, so I was talking to myself, brother. Man. Um... I don't know, but if you if you had an opportunity to uh, to see Hogan's video, um, one of the things you may or may not have noticed um, were his balls, Nini. His cock and balls, because nobody trims their balls quite like Hulk Hogan, brother. Um. And speaking of balls. What a segue. <laughs> oh, man. This holiday season, I, you know, look, I'm giving thanks for being here with you, Meanie. Uh, I'm giving thanks to uh, to have, uh, you know, that Hulk Hogan tweet to, re- to look back on where he thanked all the uh, jabroni marks and all that. Yeah. It's a good one. Giving thanks to Meltzer. More than anything, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Uh, do I tell my extended family that I have the performance package 4.0 from the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention it includes their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws? Wait, what? <laughs> huh? Alright, Manscaped, we're gonna, we're gonna rewind this one showing for your a junk second. Off, showing your junk off to the in-laws. Alright. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the global leaders and below-the-waist grooming? Not to mention it includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws? So, listen. Manscaped.com, promo code MEANY20. Hands down, their products are amazing. I love Absolutely. their reads. But dude, I'm just, I'm getting hung up on this. Are we scoring points with our in-laws 
by telling by by telling that like what am I doing here? Is this a conversation I'm having with like like my mother-in-law? Like a uh, past potatoes, but back to my ball. Yeah, uh, man. I uh, hey, you see the skin on that turkey? You know what that looks like? My testicles. Yeah, that's right. Because when I'm stuffing your daughter, I make sure that I, I, man, okay. Gift yourself Manscaped or the man in your life who needs it. So are you gifting yourself Manscaped or are you gifting the man in your life to yourself? Did Meltzer write this? Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off plus free shipping with the code MEANING20 by going to manscaped.com. All right. Think your holiday spread is good? It's time to give thanks to Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. <laughs> uh, Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Uh, plus, it's waterproof. That's great. Performance package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whackers we mentioned before. It's a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicked snags and tugs in those delicate holes. Can't forget about their liquid formulations over at Manscaped. They're like the pumpkin pie and ice cream after Thanksgiving dinner. Can't live without it. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Toner Spray. Your balls will be living in turkey heaven with these formulations. What? For the gifters out there, uh, Manscaped, uh, to seal the deal with two, with two free gifts from... Man, this reminds... I'm having flashbacks to uh, That Was Extreme on adforshows.com and reading Meltzer here. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh... Here's the big one, guys. Manscaped has been busy and just launched their refined body wash and two-in-one shampoo plus conditioner. Both feature the Manscaped signature scent and will help unlock your confidence this year. Your boys and body will be oh so fresh and so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash, shampoo, and conditioner. Check whether or not I was supposed to talk about that yet. Uh, get 20% off plus free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. There's 20% off plus free shipping with code MEANY20 at manscaped.com. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Balls, thank you. Uh, Vanessa writes, Hey, Manscaped, want me to take over writing these? Um, yeah. But man, manscaped.com, uh, quality product, questionable uh, writing. Um, there were a couple of couple of typos in there that uh, we'll say was a copy and paste issue, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, um, that's exciting about the shampoo. Shampoo and conditioner. And conditioner, a two-in-one. Um, so, yeah. 
that's that's very that's very exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, what better time to 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 introduce your friends to this than to gift it? And the holiday season is upon us. Yeah, go to manscaped.com. Especially if you use promo code Mean Twenty. Meanie Twenty. I'm a man of many coupon codes. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot. Uh, it's got a 20. lot, and it all has to do with hair. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I am a man known for my hair. Oh. Um. So yeah, no. Hey, we thank them so much for sponsoring. Uh, Mind of the media. They've been with us a while, man. They really have. They're they're with us. Not going anywhere. Through thick and thin. Yeah, because they'll they'll cut through thick. They'll cut through thin. It doesn't matter. Manscaped.com. <laughs> Got your balls. Uh, hey, you want to? We, uh, we got you by the balls. Tell us about something. What's going on in your life before we go to Ask Me? So I can send out a tweet to everybody and about Ask Me. <laughs> hey, uh, I'll be at MLW this coming Saturday at the Twenty Three Hundred Arena. Uh, big card going on. So uh, go to big card. Uh, fi- hopefully, everybody's following MLW on social media. Everybody's going to their website. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a huge card coming up for MLW, and I'm grateful that they're uh, having me back again. Uh, this time, uh, usually I'm the surprise, but uh, they have uh, put me on the poster. So uh, this Saturday, MLW at the 2300 Arena in beautiful South Philadelphia. But... Uh, yeah, I was did just you watching say, the. You, uh, I I I didn't know what you said there because I think it cut out on my end there. You're like in beautiful, and I'm like, are you waiting for me to say where? I'm like I think uh, you know, <laughs> I think you know where it is, Meanie. Uh, yeah, I think it, that was an internet internet issue there, uh, which will clean up when I send you my uh, yes my road, and then road everyone will hear files. it and be like, "The hell is Josh talking about?" Hey, thanks to Josh, Road. Yeah. Yeah. Just a shout out to them, you know, our roadcasters. We used to talk about them all the time. Um, we're still rocking the road equipment in, here. Oh, absolutely. It is top notch. There's nothing better. Let's, let's see what I got on my board here. Let's see. <laughs> I that one. Still got the old Wilhelm scream. <laughs> got the old ta- taper wine. <laughs> Applause. Uh, the old sad trombone. Uh, the Eagles chant, even though they suck. Uh, uh, the old brick. Yep, I got that one too. So, it's a cornucopia. We got this for your balls. Yeah. Um, hey, maybe that's the title of the show, Cornucopia for Your Balls. Cornhole Copia. Cornhole Copia. No, 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 we can't name it. I don't like it. Uh, um, rim shot. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna jump it. You want to jump into some Ask Meanie? I would love to. Hey now, son of a. There we are. Ask me something. 
we go. Remix. Hold on, let me see if I got a new. Hold on, hold on. Oh. It's like a squeaky door. <laughs> I'm so disappointed with the, the on-air ones. Yeah. You have good ones, though, one. still. You have good ones on your board there, don't you? <sighs> Let me see. Let me go to my desktop here. Uh, this one is Fart 5 Stereo. Let's see what that sounds like. Let's see. Hold on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just need to trim that up because you hear me. You hear me turn around. <laughs> yeah, you, you hear me hit record. You hear me turn around. You hear the fart. Then you hear me turn it back around and stop record. Here. Wow. <laughs> uh, what's this fart one? Let's see what the hell that one say. What? Oh my god. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Uh, fart three. Let's see what this is. <laughs> I forgot I had that one. <laughs> All right, one more time. Man, that ran the gauntlet of all the the, the gamut there of all the uh, uh, different tones. And now I did not edit that. Hold on, one more, one last one. Uh, number two. Right. What's this one? No pun intended. <laughs> wow! Wow! It's quite impressive. Wow. Uh, the Game Freak 000 writes, you a fan of spicy food? And I felt like that was definitely the best question to start with. Yeah. Uh, if you couldn't tell, some of those definitely were spicy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, nothing too fucking crazy, like the one-chip challenge bullshit. Oh, God, which... yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, I... I'm going to crack this open. I don't know if you have one or not, but I got to... Oh. I already, I already got mine. <laughs> uh, we got a, a peach Wegmans over here. Yeah, nice. nice. There you go. Uh, spicy, yes, to a point. Uh, but I don't know. I got, I got, but my friend, well, you know, Donnie from Donnie and Beth fam, man, he eats super hot shit. I'm like, dude, how do you do it? You just see him turning red. It's like, oh man. Why, like, why do you enjoy but, uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he uh, his taste buds must be something different because he tastes like undertones of this, that. Oh. He'll, he'll break it down to you. He's like, oh, there's a little bit of an undercurrent of, I'm like, oh. I'd be too busy going, ah, 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 ah. you know, milk. he's just, yeah, fucking, I'll suck a cow right off. But, oh, my um, God. <laughs> drink right from the tap. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get a cow in South Philly? <laughs> so I'm going to assume suck a cow right off is also not in the runnings for no. a title of the show. No, please, please, no. Please, no. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, Vanessa yeah, thinks she just got pink eye hearing those. <laughs> <laughs> Travis wants to know, should I get uh, the fart pedal that makes a guitar sound like a fart? Yeah. First of all, why? if you know that exists, why don't you own it? Yeah. Um, why haven't you done that? Here's another question. Comes from Sorensen Level, James Sorensen. How do you feel after having Sorensen Level on last week? I feel uh, violated. Refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> Refreshingly violated. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt Godfrey at the Matt. Go- <laughs> oh my gosh. Matt, excuse yourself. Um. Who's your favorite Philadelphia Eagle, and can I get a follow with a goat emoji? So I think he wants a follow, and then he wants you to suck off a goat. Yeah. I, look, it was hard enough getting a cow <laughs> in South Philly. Ugh. I had a neighbor who had a chicken once. I was like, how do you, where'd you get a fucking chicken? Man. But uh, who's uh, your favorite, favorite eagle? eagle? Oh, my God. It's either... Probably Reggie White, but somebody who's here long term, Brian Dawkins. Now, it's 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 up between Brian Dawkins, Reggie White, or Jerome Brown. You can't really go wrong with any of them. I'm a big fan of Ike Reese too. Uh, uh, you know, he was with the Eagles, but now he's he's on the air every day here in Philly for uh, the Marks and Reese show and. WIP, which I listen to every day. And it's cool. You know, you know how you listen to shoot interviews and people break down wrestling and stuff. It's cool to hear him talk about football, mm-hmm. you know, from, from his perspective. So, yeah, Ike Reese uh, gets a mention in there, too. My favorites of all time were either Randall Cunningham. Yeah. Or based on nothing other than the fact that he would wear a replica belt. And before it was like the cool thing to do and that he uh, would miss every ball, but refer to himself yeah. as Fred X because he always delivers, even though he didn't. Freddie Mitchell. It's yeah. <laughs> always one of my yeah. favorites. I, 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 not as a player. I mean, he wasn't great. Um, but as a personality, I don't know why, because he was not the most outspoken. He was not. There was something about him. I want to say what year was it? Maybe 2004. Four, yeah, and God, I just that dude just cracked me up all the time. He was wearing like the big gold belt replica, and like that was not a thing back then, you no. know. And uh, so he instantly I was drawn to him. Fred X always delivers. Probably, a f- maybe two or three of the biggest plays of that season: the uh, Monday night game, the uh, Desperate Housewives game, they called it, yeah, because yeah. Uh, where uh, Donovan scrambled for like 15 seconds, which was insane, and threw a 50-yard, 60-yard bomb to Fred X. Yep. And then uh, the all well, the year before that, it was the fourth uh, and 26 game against yeah. the Packers. So it's all right. So I thought so he delivered. He had a couple a couple plays where they uh, were were garnered names. Yeah. Fourth and 26, still. Uh, you know, get celebrated yeah. around here just because ooh, I, I, the whole Packers coaching uh, de- defensive coordinator staff got fired after that play. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, uh, I mean, you never like to see somebody lose their job, but no, but like, I guess whatever the coverage was it allowed you know Freddie Mitchell to get open and make that fourth and twenty. He caught it on that the exact yardage, and then uh, after you know after that ride, you know that after that game on the ride home, they fired the defensive coaches staff. Uh, question comes to us from Chris at Chris WD two thousand nine. What's the most insulting thing someone has said to Josh and the Blue Meanie when they found out they were wrestling fans or involved in the wrestling business? It's the same old cliche. Oh, that fake stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they try to explain to you how wrestling works. Even though it's it's not not even close, yeah, and it, it's to the point where you know the people who all the uh, rumors of how wrestling was supposed to be actually kind of came into fruition just from you know people talking about it. You know, it, it, oh, they all read scripts and all this other thing. That was never the case. Right. But enough people believed it that they kind of introduced the wrestling <laughs> somehow. So they, they talked into it in existence, you know? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't there, 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 really know There was anything. booking sheets, but there was never like, okay, you say this. Okay, I say that. You know? Yeah. If, when I, whenever I would, like, if I tell people that I'm involved in the wrestling business, like, it's usually, it, there's never, like, an insulting thing. It's always like, uh, have you met The Rock? Yeah. Like, you know, Stone Cold. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's always like that type of stuff. Um, I know amateur wrestlers hate professional wrestling because they say, oh, I'm a wrestler. And they're like, oh, that WWE? Yeah. <laughs> no. Real stuff. Yeah. You know? No, I don't, yeah. I don't know any, uh, any insulting wrestler. thing other than just, oh, that fake stuff. Oh, you know, you know, that's not real, right? Yeah, all that uh, the pro wrestlers are to amateur wrestlers what strippers are to ballerinas. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. You have a ballerina. Oh, I dance. Oh, what club? You know. Yeah. You nope. know. In the same way that nobody want nobody shows up to watch amateur wrestling or ballerinas, and uh, everybody remembers their experience going and seeing a <laughs> live stripper or wrestler. Yeah, so, pretty much. A lot of spandex. Yeah. Now um, coming to the stage, I, Sienna. Did you say CM Punk? Uh, Sorensen Level says, I have more of a statement than question. Happy Halloween, mind of the meanie and pod squad. Oh, well, Sorensen, happy Halloween to you, too. Well, thank um, you, James. We all love you. Yeah, you're the man. Speaking of the man, question... From, uh, was that Sid who was, no, Vader was the man, right? Yeah. Who's the man? Who's the man, yeah. Ooh. And they both said who's the man. Maybe. Yeah. Because they didn't have scripts. Vanessa yeah. Bello writes, uh, recently the Blue Meanie posted a video of himself <laughs> and friends ringside for Vader and uh, Nikita Koloff. Has Meanie ever had the chance to share a story of this experience with either wrestlers? No. Uh, I've been around Vader, but never really talked to Vader. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikita, I've been around. But you didn't want to tell but, him that uh, you were the one who suggested that Vader pick up the chair that broke his neck and ended his career? Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Um, now, I haven't had a chance to talk to them about it. But uh, the funny thing is, like, me and my buddy Justin went, and uh, there's guy, you know, Justin was on my left. The guys to my right, I had no idea who they were until I got there, and I've never seen them since. So <laughs> we, they think we're all buddies, but it's just like they're just random strangers that we were, you know, That's just funny. Mark, marking out with. And uh, I, I put on that Halloween Havoc. It was a Halloween Havoc 92 the other day. I was watching. I was cracking myself up because, you know, you know, if you play, you know, peekaboo with a kid, then the kid wants to keep playing peekaboo. So during Nikita and Vader, we're like, use the chair. And he uses the chair. So anytime a wrestler went around that area, you see us run to the guardrail and start pointing to the chair like, use the chair, use the chair, use the chair. Just like oh, a man. bunch of kids. And then when they didn't, we just, you know, go back to our seat and sit down. <laughs> but anybody got near there, we run and go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's Pointing awesome, with our man. fingers. Yeah. that's. I was 19. Man. I was 19. Man. And, well, the funny, the funny thing about that is uh, I went to the house show the previous month mm-hmm. uh, with my buddy Justin. And uh, they are like, you know, we're, they're – they're going to sell tickets for Halloween Havoc. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go stand in line right now. And apparently I wasn't the only one who had that fucking idea because I was in line and then there was like a whole, I mean, a line behind me, right? And Doug Dillinger comes over and says, all right, everybody, uh, go back to your seats. The show's about to start. Uh, you can come back in intermission. And we're like, nope. <laughs> I'm waiting right here for my Halloween Havoc tickets. And like he tried to get us because the show they didn't want to start the show and the seats are fucking empty, you know. And I think I was front row for that show too, the the house show. Yeah, what a, so what a, what a early WCW mindset of, hey, do not buy tickets to the upcoming pay per view event. Sit back down for this house show and watch. Yeah, wait, wait for intermission. Which, fuck you. Uh, so they opened up the box office, wow! Just to get us to so we could get our fucking tickets and go back to our seats and watch the rest of the show, or watch the start of the show, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we weren't fucking budging on that. Damn. Do you remember how much it cost fu- for those tickets? No. I wish. Might have been. Might have been forty bucks, maybe. Unbelievable. Yeah, maybe. When you look back I thought- now, like the history that you got to be a part of, you know. Dude, I watched, uh, I mean, there were so many, like, uh, Philly wrestling guys in the crowd, that show, you know? You just see, like, Jimmy Gennetti or whatever just in the crowd. or And then, like, I had to fucking remember because uh, I texted Sam. And I was like, were you at Halloween Havoc 92? And he was like, no, I was at 89. And if you, if you watch Halloween Havoc 89 from Philly, you see a very young, young uh, James Fullington. A.K.A. the same man painted up a sting in the crowd. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> he painted his face a sting. This um, was after his lucr- This was after his lucrative uh, Chippendales gig. <laughs> you know, he- oh, Samo was. I'm not even joking. He was. He was a fucking Chippendales. I remember you mentioned that on. Uh, yeah. On that was extreme. 
and it kind of yeah, blew my, my uh, mind. That's my, that's, uh, that's my that's my useless knowledge that I go to every now and then on salmon. Yeah, man. Uh, so a couple of questions here, both surrounding Ring of Honor. We're going to start with from our uh, our good friend over here, Lucha Lechoso. Mr. Rogers, uh, uh, with the recent news about ROH, what do you think GCW has to do to catch the public's or casual fans' attention to become the number three company in wrestling? I have thoughts on that, but Meanie, what is your thought? Uh, I mean, they're already building a fan base. Their fan base now, they're, it's like, um... You know, Ring of Honor built their fan base through the RF video tape library and the mailing list and through the the newsletters. But where Ring of Honor, like if I had to compare Ring of Honor to you know, where they at this point, where GCW, GCW is right now, GCW is pretty much kind of ahead of where Ring of Honor was. Because Ring of Honor was running Philly, but GCW is running everywhere. Yeah. And... uh I don't know if they can become the number three, and that's not a slight. And I only say I don't know if they can become number three just because of the the hardcore deathmatch stuff that they do. Yeah, but they have the potential that the, the they are GCW is an alternative, you know, wrestling alternative, and they they provide entertainment. So I'm I'm in awe of what they've been able to do. The fact that they can. You know, run Atlantic City and run somewhere in the middle of America. Just and just they're running. They have a show coming up in Detroit. You know, yeah, I I admire that. You know, how can you do that? You know, it's just like I tried to. When I was running shows with Three W. Just trying to go to New Jersey was a pain in the balls. You know? Well, I think it. You know, part of it is it's a different time too. And you think about Three PW, same time period as uh, Ring of Honor starting and, yeah. and when I was running shows and stuff. And so I'm a little familiar with like the process of it. It's a different time, man. Like I remember, yeah. um, like we had, uh, we just talked about this over, uh, youtube.com slash. So says talking with friends, the newest episode. Um, but we were just talking about on talking with friends. We had a TV show on channel 48 and, um, they aired it and they like had the uh, saturation turned all the way up and it was horrible. You couldn't see like anything. So the next week is like a make good uh, channel 48 ran the episode again. Uh, didn't charge us for it. Um, but we didn't have the ability to tweet out. Oh, there's some sort of an issue with, you know, channel 48's having this issue. Uh, don't worry, the episode will re-air at this time or something. You know, like, there was none of that. There was no, but it, it, the other side of it was no one outside of that area was watching it. It's not like this was something that was on, there was no fight TV, you know? Yeah. And Ring of Honor, they can have their, their Ring of Honor's stuff, you know, on fight is where they're being seen the most, not on whatever channel they're on. So, you know... It, it, the it's difficult to say like GCW is ahead because GCW I think has a lot of opportunities that Ring of Honor didn't have and 3PW didn't have you know and TWF certainly didn't have back in the day and I think um, 
GCW has that, but I agree with what you're saying. I don't think they can ever be number three. I don't think they can be number four, number five, number six. They can be in a quanti- uh, quantitative state of like looking at numbers. You know, that's easy to look at. How many, you know, where do they stack up with how many people bought their pay-per-view, right? Like that, there's a way to be number three in that. But they are so far, they're never going to, I mean, they, they don't hold a candle to MLW from the production standpoint, from the talent standpoint. And I love the people at GCW. They've been great to me. Um, but MLW has bigger stars as a, as a whole. They've, they have a bigger production um, as a whole. And I'm very proud of what GCW is doing. But I don't think that they're in the same genre as WWE and AEW. Um, and MLW and Impact. I just don't think GCW is in the same genre of wrestling. And, you know, that's so like what you're saying. It's not a knock on them. I just don't think they're right. the same. It, it's the same thing. Um, the last question here from Mark and Dryden uh, writes, just read about ROH and how it's ceasing operations till spring of next year and all contracts are voided. Um, which, of course, I should say, that's kind of, like, I don't know that all are just officially voided. I think there's, like, some that are still rolling over, and so, like, but eventually they're all going to stop. But anyway, who should AEW and WWE sign if they can, and is anyone tailor-made for AEW or WWE? Mm. I mean, Jay Lethal could pretty much run a ticket to anywhere. Absolutely. He's he's Mr. Ring of Honor, you know. I can see Jay Lethal going to AEW. Uh, I can see the Briscoes going to AEW. Uh, they already won the uh, GCW Tag Team Championships, you know. Um, there's a lot of talent there. Um, you know, Roosh and, you know, those guys and stuff like that. Now, I feel for, you know, my buddy Ian Riccoboni, you know, hopefully he uh, – I'm confident he can work anywhere. Oh yeah, you know, as an announcer, just a uh, matter of you know where. He, I mean, he's fine. He's gonna be okay. He's uh, you know, got the shoot job too. He's uh, he's in the w- world of sales. You know, if I'm but, uh, uh, if I'm Impact Wrestling, I feel like I'm looking at Ian Riccoboni. Not yeah. it's not a shot at my 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 good friend Matt Stryker. Um. I think he's doing a great job over there. But um, I also think that Matt Stryker, with his experience, there could be a lot of benefit for a young guy like an Ian Riccoboni to ha- to work with a striker, whether yeah. it's side-by-side side or a striker on a headset, you know, working with them. So I think there could be a lot of potential. And Ian Riccoboni, I think, could be really good for, for impact. I also think he could be great for an MLW. He could be great for, you know, for AEW. I think AEW, yep. they have, you know, their dark shows and stuff. I could see Ian Riccoboni showing up, uh, working one of the dark shows. Um, yeah. Give Tony Schiavone a break, you know? I mean, he's got enough work to do. Uh, and again, you got a guy like Tony Schiavone, and I'm not saying like Ian's like this, you know, wet behind the ears, brand new to the business. But you got a guy like yeah. Tony Schiavone that you could learn from. Instead of having Tony out there, you know, yeah. put Ian out there and let let him learn 
from Tony, learn from Jim Ross, learn from these people. Um, yeah, I have no question in my mind that Ian Riccoboni will, will someone someone would pick him up if uh, if the circumstances were right for him and his family. You know, and they're already kind of teasing, you know, Dan Housen because Dan Housen and MJF are. Oh my God, I've been going at it on uh, on uh, Twitter. Dan Housen. Uh, <laughs> I don't care where he goes, he is yeah. gold. He is. Like, I, I love just, him. Yeah, he just. I read his tweets and just laugh out loud, just like Seth going. <laughs> I got, I, I'm legitimately just belly laughing. I know, he you know? sent a tweet to Jericho. He called him Chris Judas. Yeah, I think uh, he called. He, I think he calls he, the owner of the Ring of Honor Dave Honor. Yeah. <laughs> I think that he, I think he would fit perfectly in AEW, honestly. Absolutely. I think he would fit into that Orange Cassidy, uh, that Dark Order comedy style, the, you know, all that. They have that brand in AEW where they're all like a little, there's like that chunk of them that are all kind of goofy, but also can get it done in the ring. And I, uh. I think he's a he's an a, an attraction, you know. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see him there, or anywhere on a larger scale. Honestly. Um, oh, absolutely. But uh, but yeah, as far as anyone that's tailor made for AEW or WWE, I feel like a Jay Lethal is tailor made for AEW. Absolutely. And WWE, I'm not entirely sure. I think the kind of the issue in the past has been that WWE doesn't really know what to do with. With, but then again, there's some talent that they they said, oh, we're we're not hiring anybody over thirty now. So there's some yeah. like, a few talents where we're like you're like, oh, okay, well that eliminates you know X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But I think I think there's opportunity in enough places between MLW and Impact Wrestling and AEW that WWE doesn't really matter the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think you can be as big a star and make just as much money. In any of these other companies, yeah, um, and you look at you know the some people that I feel kind of I I feel for are like uh, like Maria and uh, Mike Bennett, you yeah. know, um, but I think Mike Bennett's a guy I'd love to see him in AEW, or I'd love to see them go back to Impact, you know. Yeah, there's there are enough places to work now. Um, there you know, or Japan. Absolutely. Go make a ton of money yeah. over there and, and yeah. just get better and better. Um, yeah. Um, Sorensen writes, I said it would be the last one, but uh, um, Sorensen says, Meanie, do you think we will see... Yeah. Meanie, do you think we will see Josh on AEW doing commentary? We will ever see Josh on... W doing commentary, and that puts you on the spot, Meanie. I would never rule it out. <laughs> I mean, I think. Uh, hey, listen, they have my number, um, but uh, but I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing. And uh, you know, look, it's it, it commentary. That's another thing. Like, I loved doing commentary for Wrestle Pro. I hadn't done it in a long time, and I hadn't had the opportunity to be like a color commentator in a while. I enjoy the color commentating way more than play by play. Um, yeah. And, 
I'm open. I'm open for business. You know, I'm I'm always up for whatever. But uh, AEW has an incredible crew over there, and uh, you know, I, I I would love to do. I would love an opportunity to to do some backstage interviews and stuff with them. The stuff that I've been doing with like Cardona for GCW and all. I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun to do that, do those short little things, and I think that um, I have a ton of experience with it, and I have a ton of experience on the uh, acting side of things, on the producing side of things, on the you know that uh, I I honestly, if I'm kind of putting myself over here, um, I think AEW, I, I think I ha- would have a lot to offer uh, in not just as like a person on camera, but I think that I could really help a lot of their backstage uh, interview segments, which are pretty great as it is. But I think that they're little, little things here and there that you pick up over years of experience. And, uh, and I'm always, they, like I said, they have my number, but they're also doing just fine without me. So, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, but thank you James for, uh, for insinuating that you would want to see that. So, <laughs> uh, but that's it for Ask Meanie. Um, thank you, everybody, for your questions. Yeah. That show uh, flew by. Yeah, it really did. It did. Um, hey, everybody, go ahead. Make sure if you have a beard or you have a loved one with a beard that you go to uh, Meanie. What is it again? Beard. Madcatbeardcare.com Mad and cat. use promo code. MadCatBeardCare.com. Use promo code MEANY and uh, save 15%. And as we talked about before, all the proceeds of that go to uh, helping helping the little kitty cats, which we are all for. So let's do it. Uh, helping the feline. Helping the feline. Um, and uh, if you want to take also care of this- your feline. What? <laughs> If you want to take care of your feet, go ahead. I'll no, let you go no, I was going to say you want to take care of your feline. Uh, make, I don't make, make sure to go to <laughs> manscaped.com. Use the promo code meaning 20. Uh, also this Saturday, November 6th at the uh, 2300 arena arena, MLW presents war chamber. And uh, they had just uh, announced homicide versus LA park. Which is going to be awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a fine. Uh, what am I going to be doing? I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. But uh, I'm sure it'll be fun and entertaining. Uh, all you're going to be doing, all I can guarantee is that Meanie's going to be getting that Road Warrior pop. That's what Meanie's going to be doing. He's, gonna be, he's just going to be getting over. Uh, 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 me, Sorensen, Meanie, have you seen Bailey's costume of you? No. No. Sorensen, where is this? Before we go. Uh, but while we're waiting for Sorensen to respond or maybe DM me a link and I'll throw it up on here. Um, I do. Uh, I do just want to thank everybody um, for for uh, joining us here. Follow us on social media at Mind of the Meanie across all platforms. Uh, go to YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. And uh, yeah, just give us a good follow. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. Give us a review. Feel free to give us a five star review on uh you know for the podcast. Um, we appreciate all of those and would love to hear what you guys have to say. We'd love to uh, cue up our review music again and read another review. 
Uh, so give us, uh, yeah. give us five stars if you would. Uh, go over to Cameo. Tis the season. You know, start thinking about getting that Cameo if you want a video for one of your friends um, of the Blue Meanie. Go to Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie BWO. There we go. Blue Meanie BWO. And, uh, and, oh, Sorensen posted to the Mind of the Meanie Facebook group. All right. All right, man. I'll go. I'll check it out. Got nothing else to do over here. You know what I mean? I like we're running a show or anything. Yeah, I don't really do anything. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, my. Oh, and, okay. Andrew Bailey, who is a patron, uh, patron, I thought you were talking about Bailey. I thought you were talking about Bailey, the wrestler. The wrestler. But still, the I mean, WWE. very cool, man. Very, very cool. Um, here it is here. Oh, that's amazing. That looks awesome. Awesome, man. Very cool. And, hey, if you want to check cool. that out, you can go to patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie, become a patron, and join us over at our, uh, our exclusive Facebook group. We'd appreciate having you there. Um, hey, get some shirts like the one I'm wearing right now. Sarcasm is my superpower. Uh, that one you can get over at slash so says Chernoff. You can go get a plethora of meanie shirts. What better way to acknowledge meanie than with an acknowledge meanie shirt over at slash blue meanie. And of course, if you want to support the mind of the meanie, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie. Check out our shirts over there. Meanie, anything else? Did I forget anything? Uh, no, you, you, you've been great. Oh. Uh, or go, you know, uh, I enjoy this each and every week. Uh, it's the highlight of my week. Uh, Samesies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to uh, get in here with the pod squad as we do it live, pal. Do it live. But, uh, you know, thank you to everyone who uh, supports us on the Patreon. Thank you to everybody who gives us a download every Monday morning. Uh, and thanks for the feedback, uh, whether it's outwards or inwards, you know, you know, people saying, Hey, they really enjoy the show. Uh, when I do these MLW shows, you know, you know, a lot of the, you know, people behind the scenes come up to me and say, Hey man, the show's been going really good. So that's awesome to hear as well, because they're the, uh, the mothership for, you know, me. so thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, you're the reason why we do this. This is why we're 84 weeks in. So it's uh, you know, it's like Bischoff plus one, 83 weeks plus one. Uh, <laughs> Sorison's friend plus one. Uh, thank you to each and every one of you. Uh, again, if it wasn't for you, it'd just be two guys talking on uh, over the internet. So uh, thank you for everybody who supports us, whether it's through the you know the patreon through the downloads through the pro wrestling tees it all means something so thank you absolutely i second that i agree with that and we appreciate all of you and we appreciate if you would join us again next monday just like we are here every monday as we take another trip in the mind of the moon stops the new chevy silverado hd puts you in command 
own strength with its enhanced available Duramax 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8. Own the lake with its available advanced towing technology and own technology with an available 13.4 inch diagonal touchscreen. The new Chevy Silverado HD. Own work, own play, own life. Learn more at Chevy.com. Find new roads. Chevrolet.